Welcome back to Those Happy Places, the podcast that treats theme parks, rides, and attractions like literature. I'm Buddy Duquesne. And I'm Alice White. And to start us off this episode, (laughs) Alice will be reading us a brief passage from a book that she's read recently that illustrates our point perfectly. Yes, um, I will be reading a short paragraph uh, from I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. There's always a question of what to call an unknown perpetrator in police reports. The choice is often the suspect, occasionally the offender, or sometimes simply the man. Whoever wrote the Danville reports elected to use a term that was stark and unambiguous in its charge, its tone of reproach as if a finger were pointing from the very page. The term affected me the moment I read it. It became my private shorthand for the EAR. The simple term I returned to when I lay awake at 3 a.m., cycling through a hoarder's collection of murky half-clues and indistinct facial features, I admired the plainness of its unblinking claim. The responsible. And I I chose that that passage uh, because uh, earlier today, uh, Buddy Duquesne turned to me and said, Hey, Alice, do you know of any passages that (laughs) properly... any Any passages from a book that properly demonstrate the literary idea of tension. Tension. And I knew immediately what kind of tension I I was thinking of. The kind of writing, the kind of imagery that you would get in literature when when you want to invoke tension in something. Yeah, and and this week um, Alice, you and I have just returned from a trip to the uh, the landmark, uh, the the icon, the local institution itself, Knott's Berry Farm, um, a, a park that you and I grew up at. Uh, and the thing that really got us thinking today was our experience with different kinds of tension in thrill rides. Yeah, so as this is a a podcast about treating theme parks, rides, and attractions like literature, one, we we have struggled over the course of this podcast with coming up with a a way to incorporate, uh, like, roller coasters into into the podcast, because you wouldn't typically think of a roller coaster as having a story to tell. Right, uh, beyond the basic experiential, like, you are on a roller coaster, and that is the story. Um, But have you ever thought about, and, and this is actually kind of funny, Alice, to bring this up just right now, but that old kind of grade school level story map. Uh, the the yeah. one that has a uh, a beginning that's kind of flat, and then it over the rising tension, and the climax, and, then and the, the falling fall. action, and the way that that uh, mirrors the imagery of a roller coaster from afar. That is uh, the traditional funny. roller coaster. That's funny that you just that you just thought of I that. I just thought of that, and and it's funny that you know today after writing a few really big fast roller coasters that used tension in a couple of different ways um and and to kind of think about how that uh influences the way that we experience the story of that roller coaster being on it and then to compare it to say a paragraph from this uh wonderful book that you've read um 
that, that you won't stop raving about. I, I will not stop <laughs> raving about how good it is. Uh, and to, to compare it to the paragraph in the way that an author can use uh, language to ratchet up tension and to drive the reader forward uh, with slightly more detail every time until eventually there's kind of the drop of that that title the responsible right and and how you kind of fall into the book with it and then you're along for the ride that's how tension functions in a, in a smaller sense uh and then also there's the narrative sense of of things slowly getting more and more serious until eventually that that final confrontation the climactic battle or whatever depending on your story right <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should we should start with a couple of examples in literature or in theme parks? I was thinking in theme parks. Okay. So, so Alice, you and I were at, as we were saying, Knott's Berry Farm today. Yes. And there are a couple of uh, amazing roller coasters of that. Uh, the roller coaster that comes to mind first and foremost um, was Retention? the ride. Yeah, was the ride that gave us or that gave me uh, that feeling of tension. And when I leaned over to you and I was like, the tension is killing me. It's really getting to me. I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Accelerator. Yes. Now, here's a ride. Um, so Accelerator is ex- also known as Accelerator the Ride. I don't know why. Accelerator put, the Ride. <laughs> I don't know why they had to put the ride at the end of it. Um, but it is a launch coaster. Right? Yes. Uh, that's how we would describe it. It starts at a standstill. You put your head back. You hold on. And whoop, up a hill you shoot. Um, at, nearly at vertical. At very, very high speeds. I do believe it's a, around 80 miles an hour. Yes. When Accelerator was, was released, the big draw was that it would launch you at about 80 miles an hour mm-hmm. uh, from 0 to 80 in seconds. Yes. Uh, really, really fast. Much faster than you think. Um, and, and it is it, so fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, and it was it was a very intense ride for me, uh, especially. And so you go way up vertically, and then you crest the hill... And you drop down, and then you kind of uh, go vertical down as well. Yes. Uh, and then there's there's just a couple of smaller turns that are much less intense. And then the ride is over. It couldn't be longer than 30 seconds. Um, but the tension is in that launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite literally, uh, these are rides that use high-tension wires uh, being pulled very, very quickly to get that acceleration. Um, and the tension that we were feeling was, when will the ride launch? Right. Uh, and, and how they achieve that is, uh, is quite literal (laughs) in, in Accelerator. They literally do a, like a, a countdown. There's a, a series of lights, like if you were racing a car, Hmm. these lights that they go yellow, 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 green, and they light up in order. And so you get this building tension of watching these yellows like go move down the line and you know the last light is going to be the go right and but you don't you don't know when they're about to start you don't know how long it's going to linger on each light it's Mm. it's it's really unpredictable yes and and, in that way it's a little dangerous because it's such a fast acceleration that you do need to have your head back um So if you're not paying attention, you could you could lean over at the wrong moment or whatever. But they pull. I mean, they pull you back and they and they get you ready. Yeah. And you can feel it 
tense up. You feel yeah. feel the, the, the ride. That's such an interesting feeling, too. So as the ride is beginning, there is a, a little bit of a pullback, almost as if it's kind of a, a rubber band car or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was thinking like a pull like a pullback um, like race car. Oh, like, like those little pullback race cars. Yeah. I remember those. And so then you pull it back and then you wait, 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 wait. Mm. There it goes. And it, and it and it yeah, it's like a like a rubber band goes mm. off and there you go. Um, zooming off and and so it it literally builds attention so much until it snaps and yeah, you go it's, and, and it's a lot. It's very fast. It's very 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 fast. And genuinely, I am really sorry. I didn't know that was your first time on that coaster. <laughs> yeah, I would have like prepped you for it yeah. or something. Well, uh, I don't think anything <laughs> you could have said would have would have made. It. And I I was kind of holding that information back because I kind of wanted to buy in. I wanted to feel it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I leaned over as we were kind of fixing our seatbelts and I was like, oh, man, like now I'm nervous. I think that's that's the idea of the tension. That's that's what a, a good ride designer does with with design, with, with, with the way that a, a car can launch. Um, and we did experience tension, I think, that w- that went too far today. Yes, we also, the yeah, accelerator toes that line, mm. but nails it, and is a very, very good ride. Mm. We also today rode the brand new, just opened, what, a month ago? Yeah, not very long ago at um, all. Uh, a brand new roller coaster at Knott's called Hang Time. Now, and, Hang Time is a dive coaster. Yes. It pulls you up vertically. And where you're laying on your back. So imagine, imagine if you haven't seen a picture, uh, the the classic hill, the chain-driven, yeah, like, clankety clankety clank up the hill you go. But you it's are all vertical. the way back uh, and it's completely vertical. Um, and Alice, we went from stoked, like oh cool, brand new coaster, <laughs> and then it crests the hill, and the the idea is called hang time. Mm. Um, because it literally holds you dangling kind of over the edge before it drops you into There's that dive. Some hanging time. Yeah, it, it yeah. So in, we got to in that hang time, mm. that tension was building. Uh, it was palpable. And we were in the front row. And so as you as you crest this hill and are able to uh, see that there is nothing below you. Right. Because the, the drop is actually greater than 90 degrees. It, it, it curves in. Yeah. And as we crested the hill and we're able to see nothing below us and nothing in front of us because we were in this front row. And then it held us there. And the, that hold was... Uh, so scary. Terrifying, I would it was say. So, it was proper scary. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was terrified for my life. I saw my life fra- flash before my eyes. And that may sound like an exaggeration. Because it is a very highly checked roller coaster that operates with thousands of people daily and everybody is fine. But there there were moments there where I really thought, like, is this lap bar enough to hold me down? Am I going to fall all the way out? And I let out a scream of actual real terror. Yeah, uh, I, I remember you even apologizing uh, to the people next to us. Well, You're like, I, I'm sorry, I'm cursing because uh, it was so I, I let intense. out a, a scream of, of actual terror and then cursed a lot of times in a row. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then shouted very loudly, I'm sorry for swearing, because there was a child near me. Alice, I, I do not blame you for that reaction. I was so scared. I was I was right there with you. I, I, I feel like I was saying, hold on, like, we're going to be okay. Because I was literally gripping my seat so tightly. And yeah. I was scared, truly fearful that 
something was wrong with how this was going. And so that that tension, may, and maybe people really like that? Yeah, that could be the thing that a thrill seeker seeks. Um, it was way too much for me. Mm. That that took it over over the edge from what the kind of fun, the kind of thrill, the kind of scare that I expect to get at a theme park. Mm. And it took it too far into actual terror, which is not what I signed up for and not what I wanted to do. No, I signed up for a good time. And and I think a lot of uh, what made it so bad for us was the harness style, yeah. which was this lap bar that kind of squeezed down on your legs, but never really felt tight. I, I didn't feel tight around my waist, like mm. at my center of gravity. Mm. Um, it was just like pressing down really hard on my thighs, mm. but not enough where I really felt like my if my you know um, if, if I was maybe more top heavy hmm. uh would just tip right over. Yeah, and that was that maybe that was kind of the the idea with the the kind of curved uh decline at the end there was was maybe that you were supposed to feel kind of like you were toppling over kind of crashing over this oh cuz it's like a, like a wave, yeah. Um and and maybe that was what they were trying to evoke. Um but it, it, it was, was too much. It's truly not not my favorite ride. I would never do it again. Not my favorite rodeo. Um and that's that's okay. Uh when we talk about the way that tension affects us, uh it, so often it is used to induce fear. Uh or at least a, maybe a thrill and excitement. And investment as well. Right. And I think we were we were definitely invested in that moment. Yes. Invested in surviving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's kind of like a like in a horror film. Mm-hmm. And and I don't like horror films. So maybe I just have a problem with overwhelming tension. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy a horror film and it's not necessarily the jump scares, but it's that pause before the jump scare where that tension builds so much and you know something's about to happen, but you don't know what. Yeah. And that... There was an uncertainty on hang time, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, I was really unsure. I wasn't sure how long we were going to stay there. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. Um, I wasn't sure how fast we would go when we finally did did drop. I, mm. I didn't know, but I knew something was about to happen and that scared me so bad. Um, and, yeah, and I don't... Yeah, I don't like horror movies do you like horror movies not really no i'm not i'm not a huge fan um though though a good scare once in a while is is okay yeah uh and i really like cheesy horror films where (laughs) where things are just are just so bad right and the cheesy horror films though when when they're when they're bad and a lot of them kind of know that they're bad and so what the draw for that is 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 this oh yeah it's a horror movie tension where we're gonna like like, oh, we're going to get you ready for a big scare, yeah. and your response is to laugh. You, like, maybe jump, oh, and then and then you burst out laughing. And that's how I feel on, uh, say, the, a, a very, you know, the, the next best, um, maybe the best Knott's roller coaster is Silver, Silver Bullet. Bullet. Right. Which has a big, you know, a big uh, chain. Gradual chain incline. And and then and then lets you go. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we hit these big loops, all I can do is laugh. Yeah. You laugh and cheer, and you might scream a little, like ah, like oh, it's oh, oh no, oh, a loop, you know. Yeah. But you're not scared. You you laugh. It's this exhilarating, like like release of 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 em- tension of tension and emotion and endorphins and and yeah. it's. That's a good thing, and a and a you know a a silly scary movie might might do the same for you. You cheer with your heroes, and but like if it's a, a very like a properly scary horror mm-hmm. film, 
I just want to cry mm-hmm. the whole time because I'm so scared for the for the person on the screen. I know it's fake, but I'm so scared for the person on the screen yeah, that if I can't a, relax. If there's like existential horror or like or like uh, like really deep, disturbing horror where where you can't laugh that off, um, and maybe it is well acted and the effects are convincing. Uh, that sort of thing, uh, to me, does take it to a, a realm of discomfort. Like, oh, I don't want to be watching this anymore. Um, and I think there's something to be said for predictability and, and mm-hmm. kind of that uh, comfort of, of being swaddled because tension exists in almost every story. Um, even the stories we know how they're supposed to end. Maybe especially, uh, you know, when I teach uh, story structure to my students, um, they, I often talk about the three little pigs and the rising tension of the three little pigs. And, the and stakes have, get higher. The stakes keep getting higher. The pigs keep running into the next house, so the wolf might eat them all, right? So it, it, we keep getting more and more um, tension building, and, and the release is when the wolf drops into the pot and they eat wolf soup, depending on the version of the story that you read. Uh, I like the wolf <laughs> Yours soup Yours is very version. dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he climbs down the chimney and he... he yeah, yeah, and they've been preparing a boiling yeah, and they're pot like, oh, for we're, Oh, we're so delicious in here. Hope you don't <laughs> climb down this chimney. Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, and everybody knows how the Three Little Pigs ends. And everybody knows that if you watch Star Wars that, uh, well, you know, this hasn't been true lately, actually, uh, especially with The Last Jedi, where we think we know how it's going to end. Well, the, uh, and, and then our, su- yeah, our expectations are subverted. So Get back around to that one. But um, in, the, in your original Star but Wars But if you go and watch A New Hope, we know that the bad guys can't get away with blowing up all the good guys. Like, it's not going to happen that way. So our good guys blow up the bad guys. Right. So when the when the evil witch turns into a dragon, we know that the prince is going to get a sword and shield and stop her. Right. Like there's 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 an expectation. And I think in rides where you have kind of a gradual incline, you've got your nice shoulder harnesses. Praise <laughs> the shoulder harness. Oh, yes. Shoulder uh, harness is the new Omni mover. <laughs> <laughs> shoulder harness Omni mover for best ride. Um. You know, you've got you've got all of the things that you expect, and it's very comfy. It's it's not terrifying. It's not scary. It doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily challenge your expectations or bring you to a place you didn't want to be. Uh, you are your expectations are confirmed, and and tension can be built and released, and it's a joyous experience. It's it's like yay, and we never experience anything uh, that pushed us out of our our zone of comfort and i don't mean comfort zone i mean like a zone of being comfortable yes (laughs) comfort zone would be negative we'd be stuck in it a zone of comfort is you you can push that envelope a little but you don't want to be terrified scared for your life yeah yes yes the difference between a a good roller coaster Mm. is that yeah you're no longer comfortable you are you know in a in a scary spot or like a oh we're upside down no this is not usual <laughs> mm. and yeah you're out of your comfort zone but mm. you're still safe yeah versus uh, gen- genuinely like I really wanted to like hang time but I was genuinely scared for my maybe life maybe sitting farther back would be a good way to yeah, try and get maybe back on not the, ride. the first row uh, but I don't think I ever want to do it again to try it out yeah, I was that thing. scared it was a very scary moment um, and and it's it's funny how how tension works that way. Uh, how when when you're held in it for too long, or if it if if it's too full of things that are bad, right? <laughs> how are our heroes going to get out of this one? They can't. 
um, oh no. <laughs> oh, oh. That would be really bad if that happened. And um, we'd be dissatisfied by stories that went that way. Right. We, we would we would uh, would be upset, and I think that you know speaking of subverted expectations, um, we we you and I both love the Last Jedi. Yes, and uh, that is a movie that ratchets up tension and ratchets up tension and ratchets up tension, and we're supposed to expect because Star Wars is designed a certain way uh, to the good guys to triumph in the end, but that that really does not happen. Not really. They, it's also the second in a trilogy. Right, so, so we're, it's okay. we're expecting a kind of a darker ending and and people to be on the run. <laughs> just like at just the end like of Empire. Empire, yeah. Um, so, you know, our, our expectations are subverted a little. Um, and I wonder if that's, if there was a way we could have subverted your expectations of tension on a roller coaster just a little. Um, and and not hurt your, not hurt your sensibility, not not broken from your zone of comfort, made it unpleasant. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if there is a way to do that. Can Can you think of of another uh, roller coaster that you that you really like that maybe changed, um, kind of how how you felt about a structure of a roller coaster, other than a change in like seating format like uh i'm gonna jump on over to six flags for a second like tatsu is a very very good roller coaster on its own would be just a good coaster on its own because it's it's big and it's got big deal loops and stuff and but my your expectation your the the strange part of the ride is you're laying down flat on your stomach for the entire ride Hmm. and you're holding on you're you're it's you you're in a thing that kind of looks like a kite or like a hang glider hmm. and you're flat on flat on your stomach and it squishes you in like a pancake and <laughs> do you like feel a secure that way i felt very secure interesting extremely secure because the thing that presses down on your back and 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 the thing that that curls up from your belly and the thing to hold on to here hmm. i never felt unsafe on that ride hmm. But it's You're so different. Moving head first, head first, feet backwards, feet backwards, and they do a, a big. It, you go on the inside of a loop that way, oh, and it wow. is. I can't believe you've never been on it. Mm. It is such a good ride. It's Six great. Flags Magic Mountain, but right. by the way, I don't know if that exists at other Six Flags parks. There are other Six Flagses. And not to turn this part, this episode, into a Six Flags <laughs> uh, episode, because I can do an episode on Six Flags too. But yeah. um. Uh, yeah, the the how I expect a roller coaster to subvert my expectations is to give me a new type of a format. Riddler's Revenge at Six Flags a is a standing coaster. Um, are your feet on the ground the whole time? Your feet are gra- on the ground, yes. Huh. And, but you're standing and you have a shoulder harness mm. and a thing between your legs. Mm. And and the shoulder harness hooks into the thing between your legs. Mm. And, um, and then you go (laughs) and 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 the 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 g-forces from your loops and turns and stuff even further keep your feet on the ground interesting it's really fun yeah um and yeah and it's different Mm. uh it's sister coaster the batman coaster right next door is just a traditional roller coaster oh it's not even hanging uh oh it's yeah it's a suspended coaster but it's just like a regular old suspension coaster it's it that that i feel like Every park's got a suspension coaster. Just about these days. Um, but no, who I've never seen another standing coaster outside hmm. of Riddler's Revenge. Maybe they're at other at other Six Flags parks. For, um, but I've never been on a roller coaster that lays down like Tatsu, and I've never been on um, a roller coaster like X Two, which has on on the sides of the car 
you sit in a little pod that uh, that turns mm. as well as while the car is making its its loops and stuff. It's You're in like, the little pod that that also uh, flips. Right. Um, it's a very intense coaster, mm. um, and I love intense coasters. And mm. those those coasters give me a. It, it, they are a regular roller coaster. What with your loops and your corkscrews and and your spins and and whatever, but they give you a new format, yeah. and that's what I expected out of the dive coaster. Was I was like, oh, it's just like a roller coaster, but it starts with something new, some a new kind of drop. Mm. Um, but it was too it was too scary. Mm. It was. That was, and I don't know, maybe maybe that's a personal thing. Maybe, maybe I'm just a baby. Maybe that was my comfort zone. Maybe that's the end of my zone. Yeah, because I love coasters. There is a ride at Knott's that, that is way outside my zone as well. I don't like uh, drop rides. I don't right. like vertical drop rides. And the Supreme Scream Towers are uh, verboten for me. I, yeah. I simply will not. Uh, and that's another example of tension being ratcheted up. Literally, you, you are you get pulled, pulled up a hill, uh, up. not a hill, a, a tower. And then uh, held. And then, and then dropped. Dropped without warning. Um, so that, that tension must be really extreme as well. And I just can't. I can't do that. So, okay, I think healthy, so that's your line. Yeah. I love it. I think healthy tension invites the audience in um, and uh, challenges them in, in that they'll cha- it challenges them in a new way. Um, but not in a way that uh, proves to be too much for them. And, and that's a fine line to walk. It must be, as a ride designer. If I were trying to build a roller coaster, I would be like, I don't know where, <laughs> where to stop and where to start with the tension. And, and, and I guess for some people, for true coaster junkies, mm. people who love the biggest, craziest thrill rides, mm. pe- anybody who's designing a coaster for those people, it's like the line, the line to not cross over is like what will make someone pass out. Right. while you're riding it right. like what will make you black out <laughs> um and yeah like what kind of how much g-force you can you can put on this turn right and, there's a there's a safety line i suppose and that's for some people that is their only line they're mm. fine with any coaster so long as it's safe right and i guess we have found our line <laughs> <laughs> which is i did not want to find my line today i did no, not want to be the goal. i did not want to be pushed to that limit and because just on a casual, let's go to the local theme park and ride some rides and enjoy our day. I yeah, I I wasn't ready. It's so interesting to to note that there's a physical experience line, and then also a fiction line. A I don't like horror movies. I don't want to watch them. Mm-hmm. The tension is bad, and a I don't like hanging over a cliff on a roller coaster. <laughs> the tension is bad. Um, it makes me uncomfortable. Well, I, maybe there's there's this comfort now to know that I do have a line. Yeah. Like, like uh, it's like the the first time you get drunk and you're like, oh, that was how many. That's that <laughs> that's was how many, many drinks, drinks it is. Now I've got my limit and I know my limit. I and... once had one entire alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't drink, kids. No. Um, but yeah, that 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 idea that maybe that is in itself a form of comfort of yeah. of knowing your limit and knowing how far you can go before you before it's too much. And that's a that's a purpose of uh, fiction and I would say of theme park rides is uh, putting your body in or your mind in situations that uh, you should not be in. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like if you ended up on top of a roller coaster not locked into a roller coaster seat, that would be a bad time. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like if you ended up in a house being chased by a murderer, that would be a bad time. So it gives you this this false equivalence, like like this... Yeah, this is what it would feel like mm. if you were at the top of this cliff. Um, but obviously you're safe. Yeah, you you'll know? be okay. So it's, it's giving your brain a chance to trick itself into, for a moment, thinking that you're actually in danger. And that's what releases that adrenaline mm. that is so intoxicating for it's people. what makes so many people into these roller coaster junkies. And junkie is, an, is the operative word there, right? Somebody chasing a high. Yeah. Um, and so we are, are definitely literature junkies. We're film buffs and, and we, we chase that, uh, narrative high as well. Yeah. Right. Exciting, exciting battles without honor or humanity, um, gunfights <laughs> and, uh, and whirlwind romances and things like that. Things that maybe, maybe we don't get to experience quite often. Yeah. That's that escapism, yeah. that, that ability to, 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 Put yourself for just a moment into a world that isn't yours, and, and we, it's it's intoxicating. It's it's addicting. And when we talk about escapism in theme parks, we we sometimes really focus in on narrative and and narrative based rides, and like, oh man, it's your chance to fly with Peter Pan, for example, episode two, uh, <laughs> your chance to fly with Peter Pan. But here, it's actually, oh man, it's your chance to plummet down a vertical drop at 80 miles an hour and then go upside down. And that's a different kind of, uh, of release. It's, uh, I don't know about cathartic with that. Um, because, because this principle of catharsis of watching others, um, go through situations so that your brain can experience those emotions safe, safely, right? And, and right. you can kind of release all that negative emotion, usually negative. Uh, we talk about catharsis mostly in connection to tragedy. Right, and, and, and overcoming or, or um, releasing yourself from a negative emotion. Right, so we, we watch the most tragic situations. For example, Greek tragedy uh, Oedipus Rex. We watch a man find out that he married his mother and, and murdered his, his father. father. Uh, and we watch the most tragic thing happen. And we see him gouge his eyes out and go into exile. And we're like, at least I'm not him. And I also felt with him. And I feel better now for it. Uh, and I don't think that's roller coasters at all. I don't think that's the tension that we have released. No, because most of the time you walk off of a coaster... Um, not like, oh boy, oh boy, I'm, wow, wow, I really, now, I really got I've, something out of now that Now that one. I've had a brush with death, I sure can go around. No, you walk off and you're like, oh yes, that was awesome. I want to do another one. <laughs> Let's do it again. That's after Silver Bullet today. We were like, again, like, again, 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 I it's, want it. It's so funny. Uh, going off of Accelerator, there was a lady who was like, you guys are going to love it. And I was like, oh my God, she's so stoked that that just happened to her. Yeah, and she and she wanted to pass that on to the to to the next. Oh man, you guys are gonna love it. She says yeah. to somebody who's getting in line. And and I wonder if maybe coaster junkies in the audience let us know. I wonder if you leave feeling like refreshed. If that's a feeling that you get, because sometimes when we leave dramatic uh, works of fiction, 
or even in your case, a, a dramatic work of nonfiction from the passage that you... Uh... Seriously, guys, go read the book. <laughs> so go read I'll Be Gone in the Dark by the incomparable Michelle McNamara. Honestly, it's so good. But even in the case of, of nonfiction, we, we put ourselves in someone else's shoes and we experience with them and we feel refreshed afterwards. Um, and... I wonder if that's a if that's a thing for coaster junkies. If you if you feel all negative and bottled up, and then you you release on a roller coaster. If you if you let the tension build and let it go as you go down that first hill, and you let it go, and you walk off. If 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 first for them, you walk off. Go, yes, that was great. I feel so good. It's just what I needed, like it's a just spa what day. I, needed. I I feel like I walk away from theme parks, like from a day at a theme park feeling like that. Like, oh, it's uh, weird. I just feel sore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my feet hurt very much. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, if it, like I walk away from the theme park. Wow, that was really fun. Like the end of the adrenaline high. But mm. immediately after a coaster, I'm like, oh, man, I'm all so wired. I'm going to go on another one. Give me another ride. What other thrills can I have? What other uh, I, new experiences can, can I, I see? How can I keep this high going mm-hmm. for as long as possible? You know, Alice, this this reminds me of, of a ride that we haven't mentioned today, which is uh, Jaguar. <laughs> Jaguar. Jaguar. Sorry. I no. pronounce it like the car. <laughs> Jaguar. It's a. It's an older coaster at Knott's. It's been there for quite some time, um, and it's a vaguely Mayan themed. I would say Aztec, maybe. Oh, it's so hard because a lot of it feels so generic. It, it is generic. Uh, Central American. Central American pyramid building culture. One of them. Um, it's yeah. It's very generic. I think that that part of the park is supposed to be Aztec. Okay. Uh, what with the Montezuma's. Oh, yeah, there you go. Next to it and stuff that, yeah. that I think it's supposed to be Aztec. But right. the pyramid it's in looks vaguely Mayan. It's very, it's it's a little iffy. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of lumps a few stereotypes together. It certainly does. That that whole area does. And we'll, we'll get back into that in, a, in another Knots episode. This is part one of many. Um, but Jaguar is um, virtually tensionless, I yeah. would say. Yeah, no, uh, there's no, there's no tension to it at all. There's a, there's a, um, a moderate incline, I would call it, uh, yeah. that leads to a, uh, a gentle sloping drop. It kind of books for it, a while. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's a it's, quick it's, coaster. I would, I would describe it as little quick, thing. Uh, but not fast. No, uh, not fast. No big turns. It banks, uh, in a way. And a Certainly. couple of times, <laughs> and and it leaves it leaves an impression of um, it, for for such a long coaster, and it really is a long coaster, it's near like a, nearly two minutes long. I yeah, think. it's super long. Um, it's it's forgettable. Yeah, you walk in, you're like, cool. It, it doesn't it doesn't break any rules. It ch- take any chances. Uh, the cars are two by two. The train is pretty long. It's well themed. I mean, the theming is throughout. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's and it goes through the loop of another coaster, which is a neat touch. Which is a yeah, a nice touch, and it goes and it goes over the lake, and it and it goes over like a like a, a couple other like smaller kid rides, and you kind of you almost get like a mini tour of that side of the park oh, while you're bird's on eye view. this like super long family coaster. Yeah, and. Yeah, there's no tension. It's just like nice, hmm. and there's no I, like that is is a point where I'd be like, well, there was no there was no story there. There was no narrative. There's no no place for it. Real, I mean, other than to just be a, a 
kind of an intro coaster, I think, for kids to get into the idea of a roller coaster. Yeah, so kind of try it out as a concept. Bigger than a baby coaster, but not challenging. Yeah. And I wonder, there, there must be a few fictional works out there that kind of mirror this, that are kind of transitional, kind of vaguely tension-y... I guess it would be like middle grade. Like I, I was gonna say young adult, but not. I, I mean, some young adult literature gets truly, gets truly, really, really, really remarkable hmm. uh, depths of of um, complexity. Yeah, hmm. and uh, but I guess like a middle grade, like novel, like the one I tried to write for Nanorimo this year <laughs> I was just shooting for yeah for for stuff that that kids. Not not baby books, but not young adult literature. This kind of this middle ground, which is, I think, a, a really unrecognized, like not very well fleshed out space in in literature. That, yeah. Um, that I think could use a new like series. Yeah. Like a, like I I think that's that's a a really important age range for getting kids interested in anything, like nine to thirteen. It's like this weird spot where these kids are either reading baby books still or books that are just like a little too advanced for them. Hmm. And I think the first couple Harry Potter books did like a pretty good job of nailing that demographic. Yeah. Um, but then they grow, you know, they grow with their audience. So, you, you know, you get older as your characters get older and, and they turn into young adult novels. Hmm. But uh, they, I, I don't think there's enough for that age range. But I think, yeah, Jaguar is... Jaguar is <laughs> is that is the middle grade coaster. Yeah. This is this is a good spot to sit when you're learning. This yeah. is yeah. It's and, a it's a way to a way to be welcomed in. It's mm-hmm. tension that's healthy. Uh, it's a little scary. If you're a, if you're a small child and this is your first big kid coaster, mm. yeah, you might be a little spooked. And, and no, the, the line does not help one bit. Oh, yeah, no, the line is like a spooky inside temple. the temple, yeah. and there's skulls in there, and, and like creepy murals on the walls of... Yeah, I could see, I could see being, in fact, I remember being very scared of Jaguar. Of the of the line, yeah. of waiting in Mostly the, the line, the, the ride itself, not so much. Right. But that gives you a, a different kind of a thrill. Uh, and And... It's funny because Disneyland, um, for all of its thrills that it does have, and we won't harp on Disneyland too much. This is the not series. But Disneyland, for all of the thrills that it does have, uh, does kind of avoid uh, tension in a lot of places. Yeah. You might get a Snow White scary adventure or you're, you're, you know, like a little bit of, of spookiness. Yeah. But... We're never worried. Yeah. You're never worried for for yourself or your or the characters um the close the cl- again the closest i can think of was is another line like I, like when you said you were afraid of the jaguar line i was afraid of the indiana jones line yeah that's a little worrying it's uh, yeah you kind of go through this you're, and again it's the like inside of this temple i guess it's maybe this like temple imagery this like spooky could be haunted place mm. where anything can happen um and and yeah this undiscovered experience exploration of, of a of a yeah of this of this interior space it's very enclosed and and kind of claustrophobic yeah, kind of a pre-show tension yeah yeah you know, it reminds me a little bit of the haunted mansion which has a cue that that can scare a lot of people and we had a yeah. friend who was who was very scared of it when we were growing up um and that the the kind of claustrophobic scary dark uh way to kind of welcome people into this world 
can be the difference between accessibility and not accessibility. And we were talking a little bit about accessibility earlier. Yeah. But in a different way, a different context. But I think tension and accessibility are kind of linked. Um, and, And the way that things are tense determines who it's for. Yeah. And you've got to walk your line when you you know your audience you got to walk your line and and i guess this is why why disney part of of the many reasons why disney gets such high praise for their theming and their you know the appropriateness of of their rides and and how they keep pulling in all these audiences they they know and and walk that that line not often they don't ever cross it and they only sometimes get near it hmm. but they know they know what the line is. What the line is. I very, very strongly know mm-hmm. this is how far our children and then our our slightly older children can handle you know what 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 we can what we can show them. I'm actually kind of thinking about the Incredicoaster right now, which we haven't ridden since it's it's retooling. It but opened like less than a week California ago. California Screaming was kind of our transition ride into these bigger roller coasters. Yeah, was, At least that's how I remember it. It was being. the first coaster I can remember riding that had a loop and a, a and a launch. And a launch. Yeah. It's not a very fast. I mean, it was top kind speed of, fast. of uh, 50, I believe. Oh, it's not I that mean, fast. It's not that fast. It's kind of speedy, but mm-hmm. oh, I do remember. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, like 50ish. I do remember um, it when I was like a little scared of it. Mm-hmm. Mom was like waiting in line with my mom, and she was like, "Oh well, it's only going to launch up to like 50 miles an hour. We go faster than that on the freeway every day." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And yeah. that, I remember that reassuring. I was like, "Oh yeah, well, uh, you know, that's a car." Mm-hmm. And and this is a car, and it's just gonna go like a freeway speed. And that was like easier easier for me. Eighty and an accelerator is a little. It like, does feel fast, I no matter what speed that speed is. Have and two go eighty on the freeway, but it's different yeah, in a coaster, obviously. It is. And speed is always different in a coaster. Alice, we we got to some interesting places with, with our discussion of tech, tension today. I know. I didn't expect us to 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 touch. Uh, to cover so many topics and so many coasters hmm. in in uh, in one sitting. Yeah, thank we, you. We don't really we don't really plan very much <laughs> when we start talking. We like to be a little more freeform. Um, no, but uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. This was a good talk. Yeah, thank you. Well, buddy, it seems that our time talking about tension and roller coasters, specifically at Knott's Berry Farm, has come to an end. That's right. But, you know, Atlas, you and I have a lot going on coming up, uh, and you have a couple of special announcements, don't you? I have at least one very special announcement uh, to make. Uh, My side project with the absolutely incredible TH Ponders uh, is finally live on Twitter. We have a a, a podcast called Rogue Fun, a podcast story, where we rewatch Rogue One uh, every month and uh, until the end of time and we have we do a new uh, episode uh, episode on a different topic uh, every single month so last month we did um, our personal connection and like an intro to uh, the podcast our personal connection to the movie and this month we're doing uh, the first scene that we're doing a, a, an episode entirely dedicated to the opening five minutes of the film um, and you can find more information on Twitter at Rogue Fun Pod. 
and uh, and there's a link to the RSS feed there where you can download the episode and give it a listen. It's been so fun. <laughs> Alice, you uh, you and Ponders gave me a shout out slash call out in the first episode. Yes. Uh, and I am looking forward to listening to every episode uh, and eventually guest hosting because I have a lot <laughs> to say about the movie Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It's it's a very good movie. I know it's your favorite. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. Yes. So uh, yeah, if you want to hear a lot of uh, positive, happy Star Wars talk, which uh, the Star Wars community could uh, sorely use, I yes. think, uh, come on over to uh, to Rogue Fun and, uh, and 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 tweet at us what you think about the movie and, and about the podcast. We're uh, excited to excited to hear what you all think. And you were saying that the, that podcast is with uh, the incomparable Th Ponders, who is at Th Ponders on Twitter. Uh, and he has another project, right? Uh, that's right. Uh, Ponders' uh, art history podcast, um, uh, Accession, uh, just put out a couple of absolutely game-changing episodes. They're so well-made and so well-formatted, and he's been trying some new stuff, um, playing with the format of of, uh, of his uh of his podcast, they, they they went to the moon a couple episodes ago. I remember going to the moon, and it was so <laughs> with good. Th Ponders and uh, and Charles Gustine as uh, as Stanley Kubrick at the end. Which what are you was, talking about? That was Stanley was Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> it was so good, and um, and yeah. So so um, go ahead and, and go listen to Rogue Fun and of course Accession. And speaking of Charles Gustine, the Iconography podcast has now begun its second season. And Alice, you and I were just talking about the episode about the Sitco sign and the Boston Marathon. Which was emotional and and awesome. Yeah, I've never even been to Boston and I cried like a baby. <laughs> uh, so it was it was really, really good. Uh, really helped me understand and, and kind of imagine the city of Boston with its own personality. Uh, really looking forward to the rest of the season about it. Yeah, we've got some really wonderful uh, podcasting friends out there on Twitter um, who have been uh, making our lives great from day one. And so we wanted to thank uh, thank them and to thank you, the listeners, uh, who are, are just so great. <laughs> That's right, listeners. And if you want to be extra great and tell us what you think about our podcast, of course, you can find us on Twitter. Alice, you are at Alice White, THP, for those happy places. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, you're welcome. And, uh, Buddy, you are at Buddy underscore Duquesne. And Duquesne is spelled D-U-Q-U-E-S-N-E. That's right. How, how good of you to know exactly the thing I say. I've, I've known you my whole life. I know how to spell your name. <laughs> uh, and if you'd like, you can find us on Facebook as well. Yes, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thosehappyplaces. And we're always talking about uh, ideas for theme parks and our favorite rides. Just come on in and join the conversation. Uh, Alice, I believe that you produced this episode and did the research for it. Uh, yes, and I believe that uh, you edited this episode. Yes, I will have edited this episode by the time our listeners hear it. And speaking of our listeners hearing it, they are currently hearing our theme music, which is Golden Gate by the California Feet Warmers, featuring Phil Alvin. You can find the Feet Warmers at their website, californiafeetwarmers.com. Additional music for this episode, Alice, did come from Poddington Bear on the Free Music Archive. You can find his and many other works on thefreemusicarchive.org. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. 
those are very helpful steps that you can take to making sure that we uh, continue making this podcast, which we love doing. <laughs> very much. Yes, so much. Is this how outros work? This is not how outros work. No, I like it, though. Thank you for listening, and we hope you return to those happy places.